You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 047. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 47. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Joy Junkie Show podcast. Amy Smith here. And I am obviously beside myself. You guys know I say that every fucking time. I haven't have a guest on the show, but this time I'm really, I'm, I just got so excited knowing that she was going to be on the show with us again. My very, very best friend and business partner, Andrea Owen is here. Yay. Bestie and a guestie. Bestie and a guestie. <laughs> so if you hang out on the show, you know that I usually have uh, Mr. Smith, my hubs, is my my little sidekick, the Robin to my Batman. Uh, and he will be, if, if you have been some of the peeps hitting me up saying, we miss Mr. Smith, he will be coming back in May. So stay tuned. And typically we'll kind of bounce back and forth between life topics and love topics. We have an awesome life topic today. So we're going to talk about going after your goals and what the hell is in your way and dismantling some of your excuses, hopefully. So um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Andrea, who is going to sound off with me. She is a life coach, a mom, author, roller derby rebel, hellraiser, and she is passionate about empowering women to value themselves and fiercely love who they are. She helps women get what they want by facing their fears and limiting beliefs that are holding them back taking radical action along the way and stepping into their own kick-ass version of themselves. You can learn more about her at yourkickasslife, all one word, dot com. So if you, if you don't follow her already, like what the fuck's wrong with you? But second of all, <laughs> go and start stalking her, love her. And we wanted to make sure that we did a couple episodes together because we have a pretty – fierce project that we're doing together. I kind of mentioned it to the listeners last week. So I'm excited to have you here and share what we've kind of been up to. Always. I know. Like we could, if I could talk you into doing another podcast with just me, I would, you know, with you and I, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Like if we had, you mean like our own show, like a total, our total Well, we've talked about that before, like having our own comedy show. Yeah. Like <laughs> nothing to do with personal development. Right. <laughs> and then we would be the only people that think we're funny. <laughs> right. Which is what my husband always tells me. Like, Cause we have this fun. Okay. So it's, it's really, really hard for me to even call you Andrea, which I try mm -hmm. to really do in, in our professional settings, but I hope to God you guys are Saturday Night Live fans. And if you're in your 30s or 40s, you will probably remember Will Ferrell playing Robert Goulet. 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 So Andrea came to my house one time years ago when we were just in coach training. And we were watching like the best of Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live. And we ended up just 
every time we would call each other, we would start the phone conversation with <laughs> nature Goulet. Or we would leave each other messages and be like, hello, this is Robert Goulet. Yeah. And that would be it. <laughs> and that's it. Hang up. And so ever since then, we just started calling each other Goulet, like nonstop. <laughs> and if we send stuff in the mail, it's like to Goulet Smith or Goulet Owen, you know? And, and so I always feel like we have to explain why <laughs> yeah. it's like painful to call you Andrea it feels like it's your mom calling you by your first and middle name <laughs> <laughs> like way too wait like you're in trouble yeah yeah for sure but um so I feel like the sooner everybody maybe that's what we need on like the self-love revolution and bring your thing we need to say like with Goulet Owen and Goulet Smith <laughs> Because I feel like we need to educate all of our audiences so they know why we talk to each other. Like yeah, that. exactly. And <clears throat> we should – I think that in our outtakes, like in any of the outtakes, you know, because I, I do most of our video editing because we make a lot of videos together, promo videos, content videos. And every time, like, we're talking to each other outside of the actual content, we're calling each other Goulet. Like, there's a hilarious part where you started laughing when I was doing something, and I'm like, Goulet! I know, I know. <laughs> so if I put that in the outtakes, they're going to be like, what? <laughs> Did she call her? Oh, totally. Uh, and then when I was doing the moon is made of cheese, like that whole, that's yeah. another Will Ferrell sketch. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it, Goulet. I knew you were going to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> so just be warned, everybody, as we continue to go through this episode, that might slip out. Yeah. So well, and I was thinking too before before you um before you started talking because I know you love to do like the the have the shit that doesn't matter part of your podcast. Yes, yes. And I, this was, I was it. like, I wonder if she's gonna ask me to tell one of my drunk stories that I told you last weekend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so probably one of the best things about Andrea Goulet getting sober is she recants all her drunk stories. <laughs> <laughs> and so she was out here because we were working on our project, um, our latest project, which is called Bring Your Thing. It's pretty, pretty badass. But uh, so she was out here in California and um, and we we're, you know, working on stuff. And, you know, so she's telling me all these all these awesome drunk stories. And then and she flies home and, and all of that. And we're done. And then she leaves me a message the other day being like, oh, I forgot one of my drunk stories. And so she leaves me this message that's like five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> because it like jogged my memory and then I just like they all kept coming and then what's so funny about it is that you and I had different like the era of our 20s looked very different like you were like already like way into being evolved and you know like was married and I was not I was like a hot mess getting <laughs> drunk <laughs> going to parties with no shoes oh my god <laughs> throwing that's up jungle juice that's <laughs> right jungle juice is the worst invention ever ever especially if you're wearing a white bongo denim shirt that you borrowed from your friend <laughs> right and it gets all oh my god yeah so I'm gonna save us from going down this route hole um so let's let's shift I really want to talk about this because you and I have been in in conversation about this a lot lately because it has so much to do with our latest project um but it, you know maybe maybe we should even start off by saying that that one of the reasons why we started Bring Your Thing, which you can find all about it at bringyourthing.com and get your free registration to 
our uh, latest video series that we're doing. And uh, when we started doing this project, we started, you know, we always kind of look around at what's happening in our communities, what's happening with our audiences and what are we noticing. And, and that's how we started the self-love revolution a few years back as we noticed that as like a really common theme with everybody we we're working with. And now we've kind of, you, you've moved into a lot more mentorship of other coaches and we're starting to see different trends. And one of the things we're seeing now is people having a really big, grandiose hey. goal, <laughs> a big thing. They got this big thing hanging and they, for a number of reasons, they never go after it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that was really kind of the the genesis of creating this new this new endeavor for the two of us. Uh, but that's also why we wanted to talk about it today. Like what what is getting in people's way? You know. Mm -hmm. So I would love to know just from from your perspective, even you know from your clients or or um, anybody in your community, what are the, what are the big things that that are arresting them that are getting in their way? You know, there's <clears throat> there's several, and just so everyone knows, like this is not scripted. Like this is really truly like off the top of my head because <laughs> I didn't know what we were going to talk about until like ten minutes ago. <laughs> and I I told him this is how I prepped her. I was like, just just say some stuff and I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm fun. glad to know you have that much confidence. In well, me. It, we I'm every honored. time we do it, it works out perfectly, and we have awesome little nuggets of info mm -hmm. in it. So yes, I trust like it. Twin brains. Okay. Well, and, and when you were saying that, there's there's a whole list of things. But when you said, you know, what do your clients bring and what was your thing, like me personally, and hands down, it's confidence. Yeah. And people feel like, you know, if I only had the confidence, well, Amy Smith has tons of confidence. That's why she goes after what she does. Or my their sister has confidence. Um, you know, uh, Meryl Streep has confidence. That's why she's an amazing actress and she went after it. And what I have found is that <clears throat> really, like if you wait until you gather up all this confidence, you're going to be waiting probably until you die. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. You can't buy confidence. You can't like read a book and have confidence. Confidence comes with action. Yep. It, it comes with like staring your fears in the face and maybe like flinching along the way. And there are a series of like appendages that go along with gaining confidence. Like it's important to have a good tribe. It's important to, um, to love yourself along the way. It's important to have accountability. You know, and these are all things that we go over in our, in our training series. But really what holds people back is I don't have the confidence. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And I will start when I get the confidence. And it's, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, that's so true. It's funny because I had, I had jotted down a couple of notes and uh, one of the things that I wrote was belief in self, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is exactly, exactly that. And also, also I think the belief in what's possible too, which is really tied to your confidence as well from the sense of, uh, oh, it's just, a, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. that's just a pipe dream or it, it that's not realistic or well of course you and I both hear this all the time well of course she can do it she's beautiful of course you can do it you know you you have a great marriage or of course you know we always want to think everybody else can do it because they have such an easier road than us for whatever reason right which is a bunch <clears throat> of bullshit <laughs> because I can tell you from working you know I, I've shared with the audience before and as you know I worked as a makeup artist for over a decade and, and 
was in Hollywood and around celebrities and around people who were quote perfect perfect Mm -hmm. image perfect body perfect career perfect friends who were miserable who hated themselves who hated life so it's not in all these things that we think everyone's got a one up on us like well of course you can do it the deal is we all struggle with confidence and our belief in self and it's it's our responsibility to work through that no one else is gonna be like here's a box of confidence pills yeah (laughs) can you imagine yes (laughs) (laughs) new business project (laughs) yeah it's called alcohol (laughs) (laughs) boozy you're like damn it i know just got sober. Uh-huh. I think, I think too, like I remember when you were saying that I was remembering when I was graduating from coach training and I was, you know, like so fiercely passionate about what I wanted to do. And I was even more scared to do it. And I immediately, like I got home and I started researching like how to start a business. I immediately went down into the spiral of, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know where to start. I'm so overwhelmed. And then I started to learn about where to start. I'm so overwhelmed. I don't, and then I would compare myself to other life coaches that were, that were more established. And how am I going to get there? Like, I don't know how to do that. Like she has all these, you know, and like that rabbit hole can eat you alive and it can paralyze you until you throw in the towel. And so people ask me, you know, I, I, cause I work with new coaches a lot and they ask me like, what, what changed? Like, how did you, how did you plow through that? And the answer is this. There was a point, and, and the great thing about us is that we're surrounded by coaches. Yeah. Those are a lot of our friends. And I remember getting some coaching on it, a lot of coaching. Like it wasn't just like a one <laughs> thing and I was, I was fixed. But it was like one of the things someone said to me is like, are you going to be okay not doing this at the end of your life? Or even in 10 years, how are you going to feel about that? Are you, you going to be okay? And I, the answer was, fuck no, right. I'm not. So it was like this, this burning in my belly. And one of my favorite quotes, I have no idea who said it. I want to say it was like Bill Cosby, but who knows? But it, uh, it's something like you have to want it even just a little bit more than you're afraid of it. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I did. And that, yeah, that, it, that's so great because we really, and this is something that we talk about in our, um, in Bring Your Thing. So, by the way, you guys, if you haven't signed up for that, it's so fucking free. Like, there's no reason <laughs> so not to. so much information, too. Yeah, we, it's a it's a whole video series. There's four videos. If you go to bringyourthing.com, you just enter your name and email, and you get access to all of it. All of uh, The registration is open now, so everybody can get their name in, but the videos will actually be available on the 21st. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we talk about is how fear will be will be present in your life Always, no matter what, whether mm-hmm. you whether it's a bad idea or a good idea. So we talk a lot about deciphering when is your intuition telling you to go after something and when is it just your, your negative self-talk. So um, that but that's a really, really great place to check in is that intuitive piece, you know, mm-hmm. outside of all the operations, outside of I don't know what to do or what's the first step or the compare and despair and all these other people are better than me and oh, of course they have it easier outside of all of that intuitively if you don't go after this what is the cost mm-hmm. what is the cost what is the cost you know like it is a trade-off if you choose comfort stability um and really 
I guess, I guess if you just give in to it, there's a cost to that. And that is not ever seeing your biggest dream become a reality. And are you going to be okay with that? I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me too, it was what, what came up, you know, cause I faced it all again when I, when I decided to write my book and I, <clears throat> you know, I share this in, in the video series, if you guys sign up and watch it, but I, again, so, and here's another thing you guys is that this, it, it's, it's like a roller coaster. You'll have the fire going and everything's great. And then you can plummet back down into fear. And as long as you're moving forward, we say fantastic. Right, <laughs> so just right. don't stop on the way up on the roller coaster and get stuck. So I, I was, you know, preparing to write this book and I was so scared to do it. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't have, I don't have enough time. It's not going to sell. I'll never get a book deal. I don't know what to write. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I realized that, <clears throat> you know, I have, I have two small children for those of you that don't know, they're six and four right now. And I, I, I love having like open conversations with them about life. And I'm already like, you know, teaching them the, the best I can at their age level. And, and I, I, I imagined having, having this conversation with them later, you know, like talking about our bucket list or like our biggest dreams and goals and, and like me saying something like, oh, I always wanted to write a book. And then one of them would say, well, how come you never did? Right. And what was I going to say to that? Like, like, I could not stomach saying the words out loud, I didn't know how to do it or I didn't think it would sell. Like, to me, that was like, just what am I saying to my children? Because obviously, I think they could do it. Like, I think my kids could write a book. I think my kids could be president of the United States. I think they can do anything. So why was I not having that same conversation with myself? Right. And and it was kind of like, quite honestly, I'll be super transparent here. I was kind of pissed when I made that realization. I was like, damn it. Now I really have to do it. Right. <laughs> right. So that was intuition right there. Well, I think there's also, uh, I think, you know, there's a handful of things that really do impede us going for our, Mm -hmm. you know, our biggest goals. But one of the other things that I see a lot, and you can tell me what you think, is other people, like other people in our lives telling us all the reasons why it won't work. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I remember, I mean, you guys know I got married really young, you know, I got married when I was 20. And I remember feeling so sure and confident. I still do, you know, obviously we've been together 17 years and I dig it the most. And I remember people always telling me, oh, just give it, just give it a year. Oh, just, you know, you guys will fall out of honeymoon phase or, oh, everybody was a naysayer. They wanted to tell me all the reasons why it wasn't going to work. And I would always reply in my wisdom at 20 and 21. And I would go, you know what? With all due respect, I'm not going to wait around for my marriage to fall apart. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I understand that that is your experience. But I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to caretake for it every single day. Mm-hmm. So my point is, I felt really, really strongly that intuitively, like I knew he was my soulmate done. Okay. And this wasn't necessarily like a lofty goal, but it was something that spoke to my heart and I knew it was the right choice for me and around every corner. Fortunately, our families were very supportive, but around every other corner in our society, the church we were involved in at the time, friendships all wanted to tell us why it was going to fail, why we were wrong, why it was a bad call, why it was a bad choice. And that was really one of those instances where I, and maybe it was my fierceness in being so young and not like sullied by the world, but I was really fierce about my choice. And I was like, sorry, peace. Like Mm -hmm. I remember I even went off to somebody 
in Costco who was like, he, he was like, you're too young to be married. And I said, oh, really? Is there a quota? Is there a, is there a, an age limit? You know, I got real sassy about it. But I'm so glad you're the expert on this. I was like, oh, because I've been looking for someone. Exactly. And I said, oh, and he goes, oh, well, I just been there, done that. And, you know, I said, oh, okay, so you're divorced. So you failed at it. So you're telling me why I'm going to fail. I'm currently succeeding at it. You know, and I was just like yeah. an ass to him, you know, because I, you know, in the grand scheme, I do think divorce is totally the answer in, in many, many cases. <clears throat> but I was like, don't, don't, don't tell me what I can or can't do. And it's that same fierceness that you were talking about on behalf of your children, like mm-hmm. adopting that same fierceness for our own dreams, our own intuition. When we make choices that we feel good about standing behind that instead of being swayed by external opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I think some food for thought additionally to that is I think that if we do like say you, your big dream is to start a nonprofit or maybe, maybe you want to quit your corporate job and be, um, like be a yoga teacher and open your own studio. Yeah. And you're, I've actually had clients where this is, this exact thing has happened more than one yeah. and your parents or your, your co and you work at a corporate job currently and your coworkers and, and everybody is like, you know, most businesses fail within the first uh, five years, right? Or you're, there's so many yoga studios out there. Like, why don't you just like go take yoga? Or why don't you just like moonlight as a yoga teacher? You know, now you have health insurance and, and all these things. And and th- what I always tell people is, is a couple of things are happening. A, they're projecting their own fears onto you. Yep. They have no idea how much you want it, how hard you're going to work at it. They are probably not experts in the economy and, and business. Yeah. <laughs> it's their own opinions. It's their own fears being projected. Second- Or their they, own limited knowledge. Right. Exactly. Second, I, I truly think that there's, they're not trying to be jerks. They're, they're really, they feel like they are looking out for your best interests right. and they don't want to see you fail because it hurts them to see you fail. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, so selfishly, they want you to stay in your comfort zone. (laughs) Right. Right. But it's really just a lack of knowledge, not necessarily that it's malice. Right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone really means to be a jerk about it. They, there might be people out there, but they really do just, it it is. They don't know. They, they want you to stay safe because most likely 99.9% of the time, they're the type of person that is staying safe. Yes. They're not going after their own dreams or goals. Cause when you meet someone who you tell about your goal and they're like, hell yeah, that's awesome. That type of person is someone who has gone after their goals or is doing it you know what I mean? Or even yes. feels inspired that you're doing it. Two totally different mindsets of people. Absolutely. And it's, again, it's not, it, oftentimes it's people who really, really love us. The same thing happened for me. One of my biggest goals, as was yours, was to start my own business, you know, to be the CEO, the entrepreneur, work from home. And that was a big, big goal of mine. And I remember when I left my, my corporate job, I had told my boss about it. And she was one of those ones who was like, what, what about benefits? What about, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? What if, the, what if the economy dries up and blah, blah. And so for her, she, she had her own limited base of knowledge that operated a lot from fear, which is not uncommon. Yeah. So, you know, that's why you and I talk all the time about having your support team, having the people who can hear your dreams. You know, I always mm-hmm. say, speak your dreams into ears that can hear you because not everybody can. 
Yeah, I like that. I've never heard you say that before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of my little sound bites. It's one of my things. Oh, you know, just you can quote me. But um, it, it, one of the other things, too, that I, I think gets in a lot of people's way is is simply just not having a plan. You know, like mm-hmm. if you if, how many people do you know? In fact, I'm a, I'm kind of this one, too. I'm going to write a book one day. Yeah. Yeah. I want to write a book. OK. And I do the same thing with Spanish. I want to speak Spanish, really. Well, so what's the fucking plan? We just say, oh, one day. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you, <laughs> you need a plan. Like anything else that you have ever accomplished, even having a baby, there's a fucking plan. We're going to go off birth control at this time. <clears throat> we're going to, you know, and then this is how we're going to baby proof the house. And then this is the, where we're going to, this is the school district. And like anything else that we go after, we create a plan around it. And I, I love it to, to speak to that is I, I did a podcast recently with my friend and colleague, Lori Fields, and what she does, which I love the name for this too, she calls it sacred scheduling. And so her thing is like, go look at your schedule right now and get out your planner and look at even like the last six months and look at all the things that you have in there. Look at all the, the things that you have physically written down or typed into your, your electronic device that are on your schedule and ask yourself if everything on there is more important than your dreams. Yeah. And if they're not, then why, why are you doing, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, you know, right, of like right, saying right. yes and saying no, but, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, and, and what we learn in coaching school is the whole like say yes and say no. So if you're say, and the thing is, is if you are going after your goal and your big dream, <clears throat> there are probably some things that you're going to have to say no to, and you get to decide on that. You know, for instance, when I wrote my book, I was, it was so, it did take up more time than, uh, I didn't have the luxury of, uh, which I know some of my colleagues do, they just stop working and then like their job is to write a book, which it is a job, let me tell you. So it, it um, kind of overflowed into my schedule and I had, like there were times where I was working nights and when I was actually writing the book nights and like some Saturday mornings. And so I had to say no to my family for a short time, but I knew it was temporary. Mm-hmm. So definitely like if you're putting more on your plate, something else is going to have to fall off. Well, and that reminds me too, like in the, it, when you, when you guys go to bring your thing.com and sign up mm-hmm. and hear this awesome video series, there's the part where I, and I forgot that I did this, but I'm kind of a badass that I did this, but told you because you were talking about excuses and one of your big excuses was the kids. Like my kids are so small, you know, do I have the time? And I was like, your kids are a noble excuse, but they're still an excuse. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the deal. You know, it's like, what's worse telling them later on? Like, no, I didn't care enough about myself enough to accomplish my dreams. As a child myself, you know, because I have parents, I would be devastated if my parents told me that. Like if, like, you know, okay, I'll give you an example. So my mom um, was an artist before I was born and she, I am actually looking right now, I'm in my kitchen and there's a piece of artwork that she did when she was like very first in like a painting class. And it's like a picture of like the wine glass with the cheese and the grapes and the pear. I love it. Yes, I remember that. It's beautiful. So, and it's dated like 1972 or something like several years before I was born. And uh, I remember asking her as a little kid, like, you know, cause she was, she was good. Like I thought she was really good. And I'm like, why didn't, why don't you paint anymore? Why? And she's like, why had you? And I remember thinking like, 
really? Like, <laughs> wow, why? Like, even as a child, I remember thinking like, you should keep doing that. Like, why? It's like, we don't need to put that on our kids. I mean, I, I, I get that sometimes there are times when you just don't have time to yeah. do something, but you just know that you are at choice, yeah. that you are choosing and, and be intentional about that. Like for instance, this summer for July and August, I am choosing to back off my business and only work two days a week so I can actually have a summer with my children. I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Yeah. And that is an intentional, like, like Lori says, sacred, sacred scheduling. I love it. Yeah. And, and I will, I would also argue, cause I work with a lot of people 50 plus in my business. And one of the things that I've seen is the people who give up absolutely everything to throw themselves only into the parenting role. And I see it also in, uh, in corporations where they give every single thing to their role as an entrepreneur or uh, a business professional and their entire identity is wrapped up into one role and then Mm -hmm. it's removed like either they have to retire or they have empty nest all the kids are out they're devastated because they have zero identity other than that role we're way too complex for that plus if I had a mom who carved out an entire summer to spend with us and made it important enough to accomplish her own goal of writing a book, I would be like, this is the woman I want to be like. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't find it admirable when people give every fucking inch of themselves to their kids. I don't think it's a good example. I don't, I don't mind if it is the most important thing to you. I think there's absolutely a hierarchy. But when you give up all of who you are, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, what do you think? I mean, it's easy for me to say with no kids, but. Well, and I think that, I think it's a good point. And I think that there has to be finding that balance is hard. And I think this is why so many women struggle with like the whole life balance concept, because it is, it's extremely difficult to find, to figure out. But I just, I just want to say this real quick about it is that I struggled with this hugely when I first had children, because I, on one hand I was I was so passionate about starting this business and so passionate about my children. I was, it was a, it was a tug of war. And, and unfortunately they both happened at the same time. I say that the universe was laughing when it handed me entrepreneurship at the same time as children, they were born at the same time. So I struggled and I was like, no, I should want to stay home with my children. Like I'm a bad mother because I, I am passionate about something else. And that other thing is the thing that brings me so much fulfillment. Being, being, being a mom brings me fulfillment. Having the job as a stay at home mom does not. So that's what I had to separate because I was what my, my own gremlins were making up that if I had a job outside of the home and if I would felt passionately about that, um, and especially if I didn't need to, like if, if I had a spouse that could provide for us, then I, that must say something about how I feel about my children. That must say something about who I am as a mother. Mm-hmm. So I had several months, I went through a lot of guilt and shame around that. And I finally, I probably got some coaching on it. I don't remember <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. but I finally like came out and I wrote a couple blog posts about it where I was like, it's the job I don't like. I yeah. love my children and I am a better mother, a better wife when I am tapping into my values, when I'm doing things that I love, when I'm going after my goals. And so now I'm at peace with it, but I wasn't for a while. Yeah. And that, that's the, the problem of society, mm-hmm. you know, like I can't tell you how many people I've had that are like, I don't love this. I don't love being a, the, the job of motherhood. And right. I'm so glad that you're out there saying that because it has nothing to do with how you feel about your child. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that the role isn't 
it's not necessarily how you thrive. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I think more people need to be open about that because it's not fair to cast judgment on somebody for that. And there's a lot of judgment. Like, and the thing, the, the topic of parenting we get really fierce about our stand and there's a lot of judgment. Um, You know, it just, it's very tricky and sticky and um, we won't get to into much today, but I I feel your pain ladies who are listening, who can, who can relate. (laughs) Well, and I think one of the things that's really worth mentioning here is that, that it, it will vacillate. Like for you, there was a time when the book was, you know, during these precious weeks, months, Mm -hmm. the book is more important. Or on this Saturday morning, the book is more important. For the two months during the summer, my family's more important. It's really that consciousness around around caretaking for all of the elements in your life that matter. Because I'll tell you what, if you live, if it's your kids, you know, whatever. If it's your spouse, whatever. If it's, it doesn't matter who it is. But if you live your entire life for all these other people's happiness, you wake up one day and you realize that you've never been happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there is only a certain amount of fulfillment that you can get by seeing other people happy. Yeah, it's true. There's a limit. There's a cap off. So mm-hmm. if you're banking on your kids, what happens if they're, you know, not what you hoped they are? Total fuck-ups? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's like if we bank on all these things externally, mm-hmm. that it, it, it's a recipe for disaster. So anyway. Yeah. All that was under have a plan. I don't know how I got <laughs> We got off on that. a tangent parenting. I know. Well, it's it's meaty. Here's another one. Um, I, I hear so many times, and I've said it myself, is I'm too overwhelmed. The project is just too big. Yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Which which I say to that, like, a- anytime something is really important to you, it's going to be a huge project. I mean, this isn't like picking the best pair of heels to go with your New Year's Eve dress. Like, this is your... Which, by the way, I always need to Skype with. I was just going to say, that's like usually <laughs> a big fucking deal for you. It's <laughs> funny that I use that example. But it's not the same thing. Like, I'll figure it out. You know, like, right, so right, I right. always make it a way bigger deal than it is. And Goulet always tells me that. Yes. But um, it's this is this is going to be... And of course, in varying degrees, but it's going to be, I always say, like, if it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal to you, period. But what I always say to that is, this really goes with like the cliche quotes of Rome wasn't built in a day and every journey begins with the first step. So if you're, if you're using that excuse, what I want to say to that is like, let's just talk about, I'll just give you the example of scheduling. Like for instance, when Amy and I do a project together, like this project that we're doing, we have the end date in mind and we work backwards. So what if you could do that like right now? So if you're sitting here listening to this podcast, if you're not driving, if you could write down, okay, like I want to have my goal accomplished in a year. Maybe you want to train for like a, a marathon or something. So I'd give yourself like a good six months. So the end of six months, you want to be, be able to run. I think it's like 18 miles, they say, to be able to run and work backwards. That's how training works. And yeah. that can be done with pretty much any goal. Right. Tiny, tiny steps. And if it's too big... Good. Right. (laughs) That means it matters. The bigger the thing, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and people, I I get the question, like, how did you write the book with two kids and the business? And I, my answer is one word at a time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I remember that. I remember like having conversations with you where I'm like, you only, you are only allowed to focus on what needs to be done today. Mm-hmm. Stop. Because then it was like, oh my God. And then it, 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 the book signing and getting, you know, media appearances and doing, you know, and I'm like, stop, mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> that stuff will happen, but you have to focus only on what needs to happen today. Right, right now. now. Yeah. I, I always tell this story about my, my dear friend, Karina. She's, she's one of my best friends since I was seven. And she several years ago had twins and not very often in hospitals do, do women birth twins vaginally anymore. They often have cesarean sections, but she was determined to do it. She was healthy enough to do it. The twins were in good shape. And she said she had a moment of panic when she was in like the throes of labor and she said she like grabbed her husband by the arm and she was like, how am I going to actually birth two full-size babies? Cause they were, they were like six and seven pounds. And he was like, he looked at her and I love him. His name's Tim. And he's like, one baby at a time, Karina, one baby at a time. <laughs> That's it's true. Everything. It's just one. I know. I know. So, okay. So, Let's talk about maybe some of the things that if, if these are their issues, if they're overwhelmed, if other people are in their way, if they've got a you know, lack of belief in themselves, they don't have a plan, what's, what's a couple of things that, that they could take away today? Um, obviously, what you just said about one day at a time. Mm-hmm. One baby at a time. One baby at a time, you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, even just small little mantras of encouragement to yourself are, are important. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What do you, else do you think people can do to help uh, get some of these roadblocks out of their way? You mean in terms of mantras? I love mantras. No, no, no. I just mean in, in general, period. Like Oh, tools. <clears throat> whether people are in their way, belief in self is in their way, having a plan is in their way. Uh, you know, I think, you know, one more, I think that we didn't talk about, but I can briefly talk about it and give a tool is a lot of people don't know where to start. And they're just like, I, I wouldn't even know where to start with that. I don't know how to write a book. Yep. And my big thing is like, that's why they invented the internet. Yes. And so I would love people today to commit to researching and there, and if you're not computer savvy, find, there are plenty of people around you. Maybe it's a grandchild, maybe it's one of your kids, maybe it's a coworker. Because um, I've actually come across times where I'm like, I'm not, I want to do this, but I'm not even sure what to type into Google. So there, there are ways yeah. to start researching. My point is just to start researching and maybe look for people that have already done it and reach out to them and ask them how they did it. Or there's just, there's, I think that there's just really no excuse yeah. when you say you don't know where to start because there is a plethora of resources at your fingertips. Right. Well, if you're listening to this and there is something, well, like send us a tweet and <laughs> yeah, yeah, to prove us wrong. Right. Well, and it reminds me of uh, the coaching school that Andrea and I went to. Um, one of their foundational elements is that all of our clients, like everybody that we work with, is naturally creative, resourceful, and whole already. Whether they've, whether no matter where they are at in the in their life like they're already naturally creative resourceful and whole and sometimes i will remind myself of that like when i'm spinning in that i don't know place i don't know where to start i don't and that happens to me a lot with tech stuff cuz i do most of the tech stuff for well i do all of it for my business and most of it for for ours together and there'll be times when i'm like i don't know how to do that 
and I'll start spinning it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking resourceful. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I have the ability to source the info I need. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, it's just the I don't know part that we get spiraled into that that simply by uh, reminding ourselves that we actually are resourceful. Mm -hmm. So go out and source what you need. It's possible. Yeah. What do you think if like, what should they do if other people are getting in their way? Well, I think that, you know, take inventory of the people that aren't and just don't talk to them about it anymore. Yes, it's true. (laughs) Ears that can hear you. Yeah, choose who you share your dreams with. And I, I actually wrote about this in, in my book and you are, you are totally, totally at choice. And this is your talking about your dream is when you will truly find out who your tribe is. Right. It's so, it's so true. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, example that I was referencing earlier, when I realized in my job that I was leaving to create my business, I realized that it was such a fascinating dichotomy because I would have these people in my current workplace that I felt had so many limiting beliefs. And then there was all these people in, in my coaching atmosphere and world like you and other colleagues who were so supportive and always championing me and telling me anything's possible. So I had this really interesting situation that was at play during that transition in my life. And I, I remember realizing like, okay, these people don't have the capacity just in who they are. And for some of you, this might be your spouse. Mm-hmm. In the, the mm-hmm. capacity of who they are, they don't have the ability to hear me, to support me, to champion me. So I, I consciously choose to stop conversing with them about it. Because here's what we do. We think if I explain it enough times, <laughs> if, if, right. I, if I tell them what's possible enough times, I can get them on board. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's not just, your job either. Exactly. So you, you, you go and you source the people who, who can support you. And that's, you know, I turn to you uh, so yeah. many times during that, during well, that chapter. Not, it, it's not about making them wrong. They just, I, I, I'm a true exactly. believer. Like you were just saying with the whole, like everyone's naturally creative, resourceful and whole. I think that everybody does the best they can in life with the tools that they have. Yes. So like one of the reasons I was so screwed up in my twenties is I didn't have a lot of tools. I didn't have coping skills. I didn't, I was not involved at all. And so now it's a different story. So the people that are the naysayers, those people, again, are doing the best that they can. They don't have a lot of tools. They probably don't have a lot of self-confidence. They don't, they don't have the skills to, to move forward. They don't have the skills to be what you need around this particular topic. Exactly. So choose wisely. And that's, you know, that's a great, great point that it was definitely worth underlining is it, it wasn't that all of a sudden I became like those people who were in my current workplace who, you know, th- through their own state of evolution weren't in that place to support me. I didn't all of a sudden become elitist and think, oh, I'm better than you or you're an mm-hmm. asshole. I just chose to converse about things that we had in common where we could both thrive. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's exactly what you're saying. It's not a better than. It's a just, oh, okay, this is not the most empowering topic for us to have. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should be talking about, you know, something else. Which can be tough because when you're excited about something, you want to talk to everybody about it. And then it might land on either deaf ears or the wrong ears. And it's okay. You're going to find out. And so take inventory and then move on. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, if one of your issues, if one of the things is – uh, it, getting in your in, if one of the things that is getting in your way of accomplishing your goals 
and it is your belief in self and your confidence, this is one of the things that is 100% up to you to rectify. Mm -hmm. And the methods that you can employ to do this are vast. Obviously, working with a coach, self-help books, communities, um, speakers, bringyourthing.com is kind of a huge (laughs) one and it's free. But the deal is, is it, it never works to look externally to get all your validation. You know, it's got to be an internal piece. And one of the things that you alluded to at the beginning was, uh, taking action and doing things, you know, and one of the things that I've always advocated is do something, some small little baby step that you can actually say, I'm proud of myself for doing this. And sometimes it's just getting out of bed. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. just smiling when you wouldn't have smiled. Sometimes it's saying hello to somebody when you would have kept your mouth shut. Some, you know, sometimes it's just really small things that you can go, okay, I am really proud of myself for pushing, pushing myself beyond what I'm normally accepting of. (laughs) I normally accept this caliber of behavior from myself. I normally accept this low self-confidence. Today, I'm not going to accept that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, just do one small thing that you can be proud of yourself. I agree. Um, Anything else? Anything or anything around having a plan? Oh, wait, I guess we talked a lot about having a plan and just doing baby steps, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think we kind of covered it all. Any other Mm -hmm. thoughts you had? I just, you know, there's a, there's a couple of more and, and you guys, we do cover these uh, at a little bit more length in the videos. Like we talk about, I think we talk about not having enough money. That's cause that's a big one. Yeah. Um, not knowing what to do. We even give more tools on, on how to combat that. So yeah. just, yeah, if you, if this spoke to you and you have your thing, you know, we pulled our audience and we got 142 responses, a lot of, of patterns, you know, people wanting to start their own business, people wanting to run a marathon, people wanting to go back to school, move to a different country, yep. leave their jobs, start so many different things. And that's why we were like, oh my God, we've got to teach this. And we give away tons and tons of secrets at bringyourthing.com. So sign up. It's free. Nothing yeah. to lose. Yeah. And we'll try not to do too much stand up comedy we don't emma as much in this one yeah we actually don't <laughs> um, but yeah because we were we we're both so passionate about it you know um i've shared with all of you a lot of the really exciting things that i've done with just dabbling in acting and how much how rewarding that has been to see like i andrea got to come out and watch my show and i you mm-hmm. know i got my uh my picture was up on the billboard and all this stuff. And I was just like, Oh my God, I just can't believe this. But that would have never happened if I didn't say, I want to do this. I'm going to create a plan and I'm going to actually take action. I'm going to do the internal work. Step Andrea obviously has, yeah. has shared a lot about the tumultuous endeavor of writing a book. It wasn't easy. And so we've really, you know, we've obviously both created our own businesses. We've done a ton of shit that, that was really scary for us. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to show that everybody can do it with a certain set of tools. And we're, we're willing to show you that. So again, go to bringyourthing.com, um, sign up for the free video. So you actually have nothing to lose, not Mm -hmm. one fucking thing to lose and possibly everything to gain. So Andrea, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And yeah, and I'm going to have Amy on my podcast, you guys. So come on over because you'll get more of of Goulet Smith. (laughs) Goulet Owen. (laughs) All right, you guys, um, please be sure to go check out bringyourthing.com, stalk Andrea over at yourkickasslife.com. 
And we hope you have an amazing week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Amy and Andrea signing out.